Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back to Hebrew Congregation of Houston, episode 175, 175 Hebrew Congregation of Houston. It's good to see you all again. I know some, some of us a little under the weather, uh, the Daniels family. I'm a little tired. Uh, my uncle transitioned. Uh, we had the funeral on a Wednesday, which was good through the middle of the week because we're really not supposed to have our funerals on Shabbat, which is Saturday. So that worked out. Um, I got my turban on today. That's okay. I'm going to go get it uh, taken care of later on, that hairdo. But uh, us, us Black women, we're diverse, right? Us Hebrew Israelites, we throw our turbans on and we just keep it moving, right? And so uh, I know the pagan holiday, uh, Christmas, is coming up. And so we know it's a pagan holiday. We know Yahshua was born in September. And it's funny because everybody really knows it, but they just, what, keep it under. I was at my doctor's the other day, matter of fact, yesterday, and um, he asked me, do I celebrate Christmas? And I told him, no, I no longer uh, indulge in the in the pagan holiday. And he said um, he knew that Jesus was born. You know, he says Jesus in September. And he said 911. So um, I don't know where he got that from, but he knew the date was September. But he says he just participates because it's fun for the children. And so that's that's, you know, a lot of people know different things. They're not saying anything, but they know what's going on. And so, uh, you know, knowledge is wealth. And we need to, if we know better, we'll do better. And that's why we get on here and we teach you the truth so that you can't say that you didn't know and that you're not out here depressed, going for broke over some pagan holiday that the United States is capitalizing off of. And speaking of which, uh, I watched this movie the other day. It's called uh, Leave the World Behind on Netflix. And I guess the Obamas had something to do with the making of this movie. Did anybody else see that movie? Yeah, we saw it. Yeah, we saw it too. <clears throat> and so that movie was very interesting. Um, how the black family came in who had a lot of money through the Airbnb and the white family uh, felt as if, you know, they pretty racist and stereotyped them like they, they can't have this house be the owners of this house and they had to sleep in the basement. But it really came down to politics, how they know something that's coming. They know about the ecosystem and what's going on in the atmosphere. Of course, they don't know the day and time, but they're preparing. They're preparing. And this is really going on that they're making. What is that that shelter in place in the ground? What is it called um, in the ground that they made at the end? The bunker. the bunker. So people are making these bunkers and they're stocking up food and they're stocking up different things because they know at some point it's going down. And it went down, when I say going down the war, and it was with China, what we've been talking about that at some point, because a lot of people can't stand the United States. And you got... I ain't gonna say his name, but crazy presidents out there that was presidents saying different things. So they're preparing. And so we've been telling you to prepare too. We've been telling you to get gardens. We've been telling you to stock up on, on canned goods because that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. And we know anytime there's a war, a famine's gonna hit, right? Uh, we know people are stocking up on guns because when a famine hit, people wanna come to your house and steal things. Uh, there was a state of emergency because the uh, internet went down. And we know that's all true. If this internet goes down where nobody can communicate, police, fire, ambulance, no one can communicate, it's going to be a what? A catastrophe. 
people are going to panic. And so they made a movie about that. So, um, I mean, don't be naive. They made that movie for a reason. And you should watch that movie and you should start to really think about what's going on right now. You should really know, think about the Bible. We're in it right now where the famine takes place. Right now in our parish, where, where Joseph had to, had to save our people or we would have perished. And he was so smart that he knew all the money was going to be gone. So he was sitting there waiting for the people to come. Then he said, well, bring me all your cattle. Then he said, well, bring me, bring me, I want all your land. He took everything because he knew it was coming. He was prepared, right? We're not going to sit in ignorance anymore in the lack of knowledge and not be prepared. You've got to be prepared. You have got to get ready for what's about to happen. And if it, and if you're saving up, then you're stocking up for your generation, your kids, and your kids' kids. So you're still doing it for a reason, right? Anyone else? Let, let's talk about that movie. What What do you have to say about that movie? Well, all I can say is, it's um, you know, it's not the first time that we've uh, this is taking place. We, you know, back in the 50s, 60s, people have been having these shelters for years, uh, uh, you know, for bombings. And, and and if you hang out and depending on what circle you hang out in, people have been doing this. Again, they, they never stopped. Um, and they've got these different sites where you can go and order food that will last 25 years. You know, so it's, it's there. But all these threats are there. But for me, um, but that's what people are going to hunker down in place that 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 never want to leave this place, right? But you have to wonder: is there a place that you can go to and be safe? People with money have bought land, they built their shelters, they they they've stocked them up already. They've got mo different modes of transportation. We've talked about this in other congregations that you know uh, in the Israelite congregations we've talked about that. Uh, you know, having passports or a way to get to a different country, another country off from the U.S. Um, you know, um, so it's it's uh, interesting. Uh, it's a repeat, and it kind of makes you wonder, well, why now, right? Why now? Right. Uh, Daniel's family. Did you have anything you want to uh, say on it? Well, two points, if I remember correctly. I think one point in terms of your, your source, like where you get informed, because in, in one scene, the guy asked, um, like, how do you get your news? You know, are you going beyond the first page? And so he was reading, the guy who was well-prepared, he was reading, and because he was going to, I guess, different sources, he was able to, to see and make connections well, why are those people pulling out? Why is Russia pulling out their, their diplomats from Washington, D.C.? So you could see certain people are informed. Well, most of us won't because we get so comfortable in our routine that we don't pay attention to the signs. But in addition to not paying attention, most of us don't want to pay attention because it's uncomfortable having to deal with the reality of the things that's, that's taking place. you know. And so it makes me think, I always talk in, in terms of the matrix. There was one scene where the guy talks about he didn't want to eat slop anymore. He now wanted to just eat filet mignon 
and not even have to worry about the reality of things. Hearing you part of that conversation, because it's usually when I say, well, babe, what's the, the, the game plan if? Mm -hmm. What if this happens? What if that happens? And stuff. And and he he kind of goes, <laughs> I just want the, he's like, you know, I know we have to talk about it, but I just want the filet mignon. <laughs> like there's a code where I know what he's saying. He's like, I really sometimes don't want to have to deal with this. And I'm like, but if you're paying attention to everything that's going on both spiritually in the atmosphere and then what you're seeing physically. And I mean, not just watching TV media where they constantly mm -hmm. repeat the same thing same they want thing. you to pay attention to and they want you to hear. I like my mom would always feel like I don't um, watch news. I don't know what's current or the news. I may not remember all the time the names that I think are insignificant because some names I find insignificant and it's just a dis distraction. But I, I prefer to read it and I prefer to be led to read it also to what I'm I'm reading because then it's like I can go back to it again and say, wait, what was that thing that I saw that everyone's going to forget later? you know, and, and get my information that way. And so I find it interesting that he said the person that was prepared was, mm -hmm. was reading the papers and saying, are you going beyond the first page? Because I was, I would always say, okay, that's fine, but can you mix that with some more reputable sources? And then you still, after reading, have to have that, you know, rock within you to let you know, be able to filter between the truth and the lies, because yeah. you, there, there is that, that, that yeah. aim to distract those who they don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah, but I think too, just last point, the fact that the the black businessman, he knew because he was around people who he saw. I mean, he he dealt, it looked like he dealt in stocks. And so he saw the, the trading moves people were making. And he's like, you have to be able to read the, the, um, the charts and make predictions and see what's coming. And even though he was able to do those things, he himself still, I guess, filet mignon, um, didn't really pay much attention and think until it started to just break out. And now you were reacting, uh -huh. you know, and, and just going all the time because you, you didn't take it seriously. And I, and I felt that was interesting because <laughs> that group, that group that uh, they wanted him to join to get ready mm -hmm. was an evil group. And that's why mm -hmm. he didn't join it. So it was like the devil was ready. The devil was uh -huh. prepared and getting their stuff together when uh -huh. he didn't want to be part of that evil group. And so we, as Hebrew Israelites, as God's children, are we getting ready? And right. so he, he hadn't gotten ready. He, he wasn't yeah. ready. But God still made a way for him at the end because that the other guy told him there was a shelter that, yeah. <laughs> that him and his family needed to go down yeah, in there. Too. So at the end, we assume, because the little yeah. girl found it, that that's yeah. where he went. Because the mother, you could hear her calling the little girl before she yeah. went down there. Yeah. And he was on his way to find it. So they exactly. all made it there. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little disturbed by the fact that she went down there and watched Friends while her family was screaming for their life. But I was like, I'm gonna leave that alone. But you're <laughs> the child, yeah, you know, the child, though. Yeah, I wasn't disturbed by that because she was in tune. That little girl, the yeah. animals. She was. She knew. She said the animals are speaking to us right now. Yeah. And then she says nobody listens to me, so I'm just into this movie called Friends because that's the only thing that makes me happy. happy. Nobody yeah. really cares, or nobody's listening to me. Yeah, I got that part. I was talking about the end, but then my husband said something. And um, at that time he said, well, she she knew um, that her, well, the parents were on their way 
and she had done the best in trying to tell them. So, cause I was like, she's not going to get nobody. And then I was like, well, she tried in a way she did. She was like, and she even told her brother, she said, I'm done waiting, mm-hmm. you know, and when, and he, you know, when everybody else was just, and he was there playing games, acting the fool and mm-hmm. all of that. And she was saying what she was saying. That's a lesson between, you know, you siblings who over here treating your young, younger sibling, like they're crazy and not listening to them or even bullying them. You might want to listen. <laughs> Well, it's, from, it's from the mouth of a babe because they're so pure children. They can tell us things that we can't see and hear because we're so in, in, in occupied, preoccupied with everything else. We need to listen to our children. And she told the little boy, nobody cares to listen to me. You know, he said, yep, you're right. And turned over and went back to sleep. Yep. Yeah. And in other times where he said stuff, she where she said stuff, he kind of added an insult to that same. Yeah, we don't listen to you like you're not significant kind of thing. And he kept taking it for a joke. And I was like, did it look funny in his end with his missing teeth and all? It didn't look so funny then, <laughs> you know, the, the racist lady, she was racist. But in the end, the mm-hmm. Hebrew Israelites, the one who helped her, because he could have put her out the house and said no, because the, the daughter was like, let them stay out there. No, they didn't put mm-hmm. us in the basement, our own house. They didn't insult us because we black act like we don't know anything. And so yeah. he, his heart, and that's how we are. We're very forgiving people as Hebrew Israelites. His heart was soft and that he even went and, and tried to, he went and saved that young man. And he didn't have to do that. And so many times, it, it was so many things about that movie that is so true about us that we're forgiving people and, and he didn't retaliate, you know? And so, um, I think he had with the knowledge he had, he was afraid to, to give it them the knowledge because he didn't know how they would react and he wasn't yeah. quite sure, yeah. but he knew yeah. something was happening. Right. And yeah. so all these things are happening around and, 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 uh, you know, it's different people with different attitudes, you know, different age groups, yeah. Financial, uh, you know, status and all of these things come to play, right? Mm-hmm. Those in the know and those that, you know, wonder what's happening, those that know what's happening, those that make things happen. The evil group may not have been an evil group. Mm-hmm. Okay, because in the end, they really didn't do it. It mm-hmm. was going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. He he kind of said that. He said, yeah. yeah, they had that was a powerful group, but God holds all power. He said, This is beyond. He said, God yeah. is allowing this thing to happen. Um yeah. the, the, the black man said he's allowing this to thing. This is higher than them. They just had the signs and they've been watching the signs. That's basically yeah. yeah, they knew what yeah. was going. They were in the know because the guy worked for Washington, right? Mm-hmm. So he was involved in it. So they know they know things that we don't know again. Yeah. Uh, on the and surface, then, and then we gotta look at the fact that nobody's money was any good at that time. When war hits, mm-hmm. your money really isn't any good. It's good now that you can put things into place and stock mm-hmm. up and do what you need. But once that war hit, nobody's money is any good. You, you need to right. make sure in place. So he was like, exactly. "I need a thousand dollars for this medicine." He said, "I don't need your thousand dollars. We need mm-hmm. the medicine. We need right. our food. We need our water. Money's no good. I need my gun and my ammunition." Right. Yeah, the one why the other guy. That knew about the shelter didn't go there himself. He stayed at home. He probably had his own shelter. I thought yeah, about that. Yeah, I thought about that too. Everything. But I'm sure he had one down the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he told us he other shelter over there. So yeah. I'm sure he had one because he was a builder. That's what he did. Him right. Yeah. Builders. 
Yeah. Once I saw those guns, and that's why I was saying there's certain types when I in the text that I sent you guys, I was like, there's certain types. And it's like, that's the interesting thing about living in the South is that you're meeting all kinds of people and you're meeting all kinds of thought processes. And some of them are like fully prepared for this kind of situation as much as can be prepared down to the, the shotgun. <laughs> you know, if someone comes in and is like, now I'm not prepared and I'm trying to take all you got. You know, they, they've got all the things. So once I saw the shotgun, I said, oh, and I saw certain other things around the house. I knew which category he fell under. Some people, it might go right over their head. And I was like, mm, he not only has the bunker, he has the extra food and all of that stuff. <laughs> you know, how many people that's why I got the medicine. How many people do you know that are actually stocking up and doing that? Mm, I know a few. I'm, know. One of the, I'm one of them that stocks up, actually. And but, you know, it's a good idea to have some, anyway, uh -huh. because you have a storm, you have blackouts, mm -hmm. all these things on a normal basis. So, but this is on a prolonged basis. Correct. Yeah. It's it's good to have the MRE. Right. They had, they had yeah. movies, they had records, they had an exercise oh, yeah. machine that they can keep their yes. body. They had everything. Yeah. everything yeah. Down there. And another thing I thought about is how we're controlled by the HOAs here. So, mm -hmm. The HOA, I can't build a shelter in place down. I can't even build something in the front of my house. I can't even change a fence color with the HOA. So that's why they had land. Uh -huh. That's why it's good to have land because land, you have acres, you can do whatever you want on your land. That, yeah. that could be an issue because most African people don't have land. <laughs> they don't have the money to be trying to survive from day to day. That's what yeah. I was. That's where I was getting at. A lot of yeah. us don't have land, survive, and, that, and that's a problem. And we never did get our land, and that was right. our promise. Right. And so that's very true. That is very true. Because even with us, and we we don't. I wouldn't say that we're in the place where we have those acres of land that they have. Although I do know some. I have people that I know that do have acres of land and a full farm and all of that, and they are melanated people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's blessed me somehow. I just keep having connections, and I guess I better go help him mow that grass that he keeps asking for. I would help with so I get my go down. But um, but we it was funny because my husband never liked, and neither of us did, but more so him. He didn't care for for HOAs and stuff like that, and and you know other people in our family thought it was the bomb and they would be like, mm, you know, but he was like, he didn't like the idea that if things get tight and I can't cut my grass properly and stuff like that, I might be getting fined on my house and all of that kind of thing. I want to be able to do what I need to do with my land. So he's like, okay, we may not, you know, because despite us having the house, the real estate and all that kind of stuff, we know that like you could pay it off in full and then like miss your taxes when you get older, let's say, or something like that and still lose the land. There are ways they can still get your <laughs> so even if you feel like you're secure in it, it's still not completely yours. But at least, well, our parents, our parents, our parents, our tells it because the family yeah. did, and you're starving, and they mm -hmm. say, "Hey, bring your deed over mm -hmm. here, and we're gonna give right. you some food." What are you gonna do? You're gonna right. give your deed to your land. Our parents yes. is telling it all. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how easily it could be done. But um Yeah, but it, it, I guess it shows you too, like even though maybe everybody knew what was happening, they'll still have people who are not prepared. Uh-huh. And you could see despite Joseph stocking up, they will it seemed like nobody else was stocking up. <laughs> and so now they have to turn to the state. One more point I wanted to make about the um, interesting as well. The movie is that the homeowners who were prepared, unfortunately, were not there when the stuff they were elsewhere. Yeah. They were elsewhere. And now somebody else is using what you've prepared. Mm -hmm. And so some people are lucky that way. But the fact that they knew something was coming 
but when they should have been at home, they were not. That's and that spiritual aspect right there. You know, so right. Yeah. I was wondering where the people were, the girls sitting there eating cereal and uh Cheetos all yeah. at the house. I'm like, where, you, where the people? If you remember <laughs> uh, when when he rented the um for, for that so that they have the the um Airbnb, he said at this time of the year, the locals will go into their other properties. Uh-huh. You know, that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, I missed yeah, I missed that yeah. part. I'm gonna have to watch it again. Yeah. Uh huh. Like I guess in that way is how it could happen. The wealth of the wicked mm. stored up for the righteous. Yeah. You know, people always like to say that yeah. scripture, but I was like, you see there that they stored up all of their their wealth, and someone else was enjoying it. <laughs> was like, thank you for this. <laughs> like that girl, caught. that girl right. was in tune. She was very in tune yeah. to everything that was going on from the animals. Uh, to being curious and then she even got that bike and rode it over there to the shelter in place nobody told her to go over there as children often are she was following the, she was following the animals because when those deers was running she was going with them because remember when the mama came out there after the deers had ran she saw the trash I mean that girl was traveling with those animals mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but it's funny too like the mom and the black man's daughter they, they, they didn't read the signs Cause they were yelling at the deer, trying to chase them away, and they're just just watching them like, yeah. You know, so, so they, again, they missed it. Yeah, so, yeah. Cool. But at least they caught the tracks from the yeah. daughter. Well, they were. <laughs> I I think that part. Uh, I got out that part is that that woman saved her. Because mm -hmm. the head deer was going to run, and they were going to ram that young lady, and, so? and she oh, okay. was that lady was race, that lady was that a racist. Mm -hmm. But if she said, "I don't know why I'm like that," because remember they had that conversation. Mm -hmm. She said, "I don't mm -hmm. know why. What has broken me and made me so hard like this?" She said, "But I do care," and that was her way of telling, showing that girl, "I mm -hmm. don't care what color you are. It broke me. I do care." Because she saved her life and hugged her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. kind of what I got out of that. That that situation told us that hey. We all under the sun. We all are people. Yeah, but and that little racist stuff you got going on, you need to throw it out. You need to get rid of it. Yeah. You know, but too, she said the work that she did caused her to look at people that way because she was into advertising. And so her entire thing was always looking at people like, what can I get from them? So everybody was expendable because that, that's how she made her, her income. Mm -hmm. Since she was in advertising. And so she just saw people that way. She had no value for them. She hated them. Mm -hmm. Other than what she could get, mm. and of course that moment where she did something for somebody else, but mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, she said she doesn't like people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, particularly their color or anything. It's just she just didn't like people. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I think she stereotyped them with the with them. She being did. Black. She certainly. Yeah, when they came up to the house, she was like, "There's no way they own this house." Own this. He yeah. could have just. Pick the lock on there, and yeah. she did. Oh, she said a lot of those things, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And the cards, they looked out and said, well, That's an expensive card. She just looked at her, hmm, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, remember, she said they must be the butler, that's why they knew where things are, <laughs> <laughs> right? The maid and the butler, yes, she did. And that's the that's the, the interesting kind of racism where it's like people don't see that as racism because it's like it started with mind control, where it's like before they even could decide that they were going to think this way, they started thinking that way, they were being groomed 
to think that way, that this is how a certain people are, this is how another certain people are, and, and you know, nothing in between, nothing exists in between. And so when you see something outside of what you think is the social norm associated to a certain, you know, type of person or ethnicity or race, you know, then it's like, nah, nah, there's got to be something. This is not part of the story that I was told. You could tell in a way with her behavior, there was a story she was told. And she was sticking to that story, even when she wanted to have her own self-control. It's like there was. But, 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 but then you had the carpenter who was coming over there, knew the black man was wealthy. Mm -hmm. but he still looked at him as a, you know what, because right. he was like, listen, I just helped you. Now it's about my family. You can get up out of here. He put the gun. He was going to shoot him. Yeah. So it's like you have the ones that's undercover that don't uh -huh. really like you. They just using you for your money, but they looking at you like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like a piece of trash. It's, it's like Obama, president of the United States, and they still gonna say he dumb and he graduated from how, uh, from Harvard. So mm -hmm. it, it did, you know what I mean? It, it's still the undercover ones too. It was so much to that movie, like, wow. Yeah. yeah, but you think that the guy spent so much money fixing the house. He never once said, hey, how about doing a little addition. He never gave him any of that information. He just took the money and did whatever the, the <laughs> guy wanted to make, the changes, uh -huh. without informing him. You know, people around here are building bunkers. Building bunkers and right. So he, again, he figured, hey, I'm reading the signs. Good luck to Good you. Good luck. You better read them signs yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he could have told him about it. Mm -hmm. He knew he mm -hmm. had the money to do it. Mm -hmm. So look at that situation too. Oh, he was shady too. And he was getting his little at the beginning of the movie, he was getting his supplies when the lady saw him throwing yeah. all the stuff in the car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know that's reality, right? Yeah. And, and I've seen it in I've seen it in messianic congregations uh -huh. where if you don't know, we're not gonna tell you. We're not gonna tell if you. If you know, then I will talk a little bit about it. But if you don't know, I'm not gonna volunteer any information. I've seen it in messianic mm -hmm. congregations. Wow. And also, when, as in, when I was in the military, I met people, white people up in, they were up from like North Dakota in those areas, in the, you know, they, well, I don't know what they call it, the bread belt or whatever they call it. Uh -huh. snow, there's snow up there. They had never seen a black person in real life. Uh -huh. So the only thing they knew is what they heard on 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 the radio or saw on television, but they had never personally met a black person. Wow! In the, this is in the seventies, right? And it's a, it's a lot of white folks out here that just will tolerate you. You know, yeah. that's what he did. He just tolerated them, but at the end, he was pulling that gun out. He said, "You need to go take care of your family because I'm taking care of mine. I'm about me and mine." And that's the end of it. You can't have a piece of bread, no medicine, nothing out of here. Yeah, that's. That's really, <laughs> ah, it just like to take it all in. And that's why I said certain types without trying to give detail because it's like, and unfortunately it's like that where literally like I can see certain things and I'm not doing it from like the st standpoint of the Caucasian lady who was just seeing the color of the face. But it, it gets to the point where they, it's like people can start showing you who they are. There's there's certain categories people start falling into because everyone's yeah. being affected by media, by influence, by all of these things. And so they start to manifest certain things and you can pick up, okay, this is their storyline. This is their background. This is their way. And so one of the things that I thought of when you guys, when I was like, perhaps he didn't want him to survive the situation. You know, he was hoping that, that there's a certain set of people where there would be no more of them. 
in the end, you know, because he did fit into that stereotype. But of course, we know when disaster hits, all stereotypes after a while start to <laughs> become useless and you better figure it out together, especially if you're the last set of, you know, group of people mm -hmm. that are there, you know. And the young boy, because he played video games, they put that sign that the, the flyers and he knew mm -hmm. it means the dead uh, killed Death the United America. States. Death to America. Death to America. Death to America. Death to America. So our kids are being exposed to a lot and they don't even know right now. And it's in their right. video games, it's in all kinds of things, all kinds of signs that's going up. And we think, oh, they just making that up. No, it's not made up. It's mm -hmm. signs that 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 evil is processing and feeding it to our children. Yeah, but it, it also shows that everyone has something to offer if we listen. Right? Like the little girl and the, and the teenager in the games and Somebody, yeah. even the, even the guy that that uh, Kevin Bacon's uh, rule, you know, he was I'm gonna you know don't come on my land, but in the end he wound up helping him. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. he did in the end. Yeah, and he what did the man have to threat. offer? What what did the white guy have to offer? I can't think of nothing he offered to the whole thing. Which what about or in the family? The, yeah, the, family? the little goofy dude, the father. What did he have to offer? I didn't I didn't catch him doing reason? it. Reason? He was trying to reason with his wife. <laughs> and when when it was the medicine with the medicine at first yeah. he was going to shoot the them both and he came yeah. to him without the gun and he came closer to him and he said listen and he started to appeal to his emotion and he's like my kid is about to die in there etc cetera, etc cetera. and it seemed like you did see his face change you know because there was about to be a somebody was going to die between him and the you know the black dude yeah it's so like the white man didn't want to kill the white man so he had to come right. in the middle oh, and so the white, so he protected the black guy. And another thing, he was trifling. He left the Spanish woman. Remember, the Spanish woman needed he help. That so he, he don't need to speak yeah. English. You know that lady needed some no, help. He rolled, he rolled his window up and he 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 hit the gas like he kicked rocks out yeah. out of there. Yeah, but, I mean, not not to make excuses for him, but at that time, he did see that that cloud of. Red coming down. He didn't know what that was. Of course, it turned out to be. Yeah, he had to get out. But um, <laughs> I was thinking about the fact that you send people cryptic messages. Again, being in the know, the son was able to ha have an, a slight idea what it was about. But most people did not. And so I think of the fact that Israel did the same thing just now when they bombarded um, Gaza with pamphlets, mm -hmm. with cryptic messages that nobody understood. And then you go bombing knowing that you hadn't given people sufficient time. So like, what's the point of the cryptic messages? If you're going to do what you want to do anyway, which seems to be to eliminate or to eradicate those people, you're giving people a message they don't understand. And so that, that seemed too very much intentional that you send the message, but the message is not understood by the masses. So there, there, there's there's a lot going on. Thank you all for your input. You need to watch that movie. And I'm, the last thing I'm going to speak of is we know the color purple is dropping on, on Christmas and it's supposed to be, you know, all the black folks, we running out there to fill mm -hmm. up uh, Oprah Winfrey's pocket and uh, Tyler Perry's pocket. But Tahaji came forward. See, Gail did an a interview with Tahaji, one of the actors in the new color purple that's coming out. She said, Oprah didn't even want to pay me. She said she was about to quit. See, everybody was telling Miss Monique she a, she a problem. And that's why I had this thing called the, the problem. Because when we speak out, we become what? 
Oh, she a, a troublemaker. I, I did a show. We did an Easter keeping real about the troublemaker. If they're not calling you a troublemaker, then maybe you're not doing something right. Maybe you're not speaking to your people. So they called Monique the troublemaker. But now Tahaji came out and said, my own people won't, don't want to pay me. Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey. I'm ready to quit. And she said it on Gail's show. And Gail was trying to clean it up because that's Oprah's bestie. And she says, no, she was on there crying about it. And so... Why, why I say that is it's a lot going on, even when I expose the doctors, I have a, a doctors held accountable. Uh, no more silence. Easter's a troublemaker. No, but a lot of people are dying under the doctor hands right now. And they're saying, huh, maybe she owned something. Maybe we need to get some recorders in there. Maybe we need to get some cameras in there because they're killing people. Mm-hmm. And so. Mm-hmm. I, I just want us to know, like, what's going on in, in the atmosphere here? The rich is getting richer, the, the poor is getting poor, and, and, and they won't even hand back to one of us to bring one of us up, our, our brothers and sisters, the Hebrew Israelite, greed. Oprah has all that money. There's no reason why she can't pay her cash what, they, what their value is. The girl was crying. And so I, I, I just, if, there, if you're not a woke, I don't know what to tell you because it's all around you. It is all around you. Mm-hmm. I was going to play a song, but we don't, we don't need a song play. We need, we need to be speaking of, speaking of children, that's funny because I remember years ago saying something about the person you just mentioned and um, to, my, to, to one of my family members and them being in denial and be like, oh, no, 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 people just hating and et cetera, et cetera. I just sensed it. And I, w- I had jumped on the bandwagon of, you know, that whole thinking the person was all that too. And then it was just one day I was watching a show and I was still young then. And I was like, hmm, hmm. And it's like, it just, that one, that one thing I sensed in my spirit changed my mind for the thing. And then all of a sudden, once I noticed, I started to see the evidence of it. And so it's interesting how years later, the person probably doesn't even remember that I said it when I was, you know, that young that I was like, I was like, that person isn't right. That person, something about, I was like, that person isn't sincere. That person isn't right. I was like, something about me, them tells me. And I, when I was little, I was always good at telling if a person wasn't, you know, something wasn't right with them, you know, like kindness and stuff. I'd be like, "Mm, that person is doing bad things, you know? And yeah. And so it's like, that was the kind of little voice I said with hmm, that person. I don't, I, I think that they're a fake person and stuff and they're doing bad things. And then it turned out years later, everyone's saying this person is doing bad things, doing <laughs> bad things everywhere. But, but when I said it, it was like, no one was saying that yet. So I looked like a crazy person and they were like, where did this child get this from? <laughs> you know, and they did. Dismissed- we're before we have a discernment. We're before our time. And, yeah. and even with the doctors held accountable, Dr. Oz brought me on his show. I was on Dr. Oz's show, but I wasn't on any of, of the black shows. You know, Steve Harvey, Oprah, them, they didn't want to hear about none of that stuff. They didn't want to talk about those things, but yeah. they're being talked about now. And yeah. so um, we where I know there's a demonic presence. Oprah wouldn't forgive her mother. Tyler Perry got a gay spirit. And we know a man has a gay spirit. He wouldn't be acting like a woman and a grandmother wearing a dress. But I'm not going to down anybody, but I'm talking about your brother and your sister bringing them up and giving them a hand up, not a handout. She works for her money. So why wouldn't they give her what she's worth? That's wrong. 
And yeah. that's what we up against. We 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 fighting from the outside and we fighting from the inside. Yeah. We gotta do better with one another. We have to do better with our brothers and sisters. We have to help one another. We have to. And I think that's the saddest part of it is that the person is in the position to help a lot of people and and stuff. And, and so that's what, you know, we presume they would do, you know, in that position. And that's what they portray themselves as being, and only to find out that's not what's happening. And it becomes very disappointing, but, um, you know, so, well, that's what we call. So we'll just keep being the troublemakers. That's yeah. all right. I've been called worse, but yeah. any, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> we'll go ahead and have our food now. We won't, uh, I was gonna play a song, but we don't we don't need song. We we need the word. Mm -hmm. we, we are a lost nation. We are a lost generation. And mm -hmm. so um if you can go ahead and do the prayer over the Torah and we can go ahead. We know we're coming out of Genesis uh forty-four through forty-seven today. Genesis forty-four through forty-seven. But Rabbi, he's gonna uh, go with it preach on Ezekiel thirty-seven out of Ezekiel thirty-seven. Our new parashah is Genesis forty-seven at the twenty-eighth verse through the 50th chapter, the 26th verse. So 47 through 50 is our new parashah. If you can go ahead and um, pray over the Torah, we thank you. Ready? Baruch atah Yahuwah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, Hashikideshinu b'mesotah, Vitsivanu al Torah. We are Rebna Yahua Elohenu, if the great or a teka be finu, Ufifio come from Beth Israel. When I yearn and we say no, we say senu make a Beth Israel. Colonu yo de Shemeka, well on day to a teka lehishma, Barukata Yahua Adonai, Amala metora. Blessed are you, Yahuwah, our power. King of the universe, who has sanctified with his commandments and commanded us to study the Torah. Therefore, we beseech you, Yahweh, and I have power to make plain in the words of your mouth, in the mouths of your people, the house of Israel, so that we, our descendants and the descendants of your people, the house of Israel, may all know your name and study your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahweh, and I have power, who teaches the Torah to your people, Israel. Amen. Blessed are you, Yahweh, and I have power, King of the universe, who has chosen us from among all nations and given to us your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahweh, and I give her of the Torah. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, Father. We thank you once again for this opportunity to come before you that we could be fed with your word receive instruction hallelujah Amen. and so father we pray that your anointing be upon rabbi that once again the words that he speaks will be the words that you have downloaded 
into his spirit, man. Hallelujah. That will be a word in season and a word that goes forth to accomplish that which you have intended for it to accomplish. May our people hear, listen, and follow the instructions that you have provided. Hallelujah. So blessed be the man that comes in the name of Yah. We now turn it over to the hands of Rabbi Absalom Ben Yaakov. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you for the beautiful prayer. Amen. Well, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Uh, Shabbat Shalom. Bless, uh, bless his holy name. Okay. Amen. Okay. Um, today is um. Yesterday, by the way, was the fast of Tibet. Don't ask me about it. That's not something we should. It's just one of those on the calendar. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it. It was a fast. Um, you know, fasting is important. We usually some of us fast every Tuesday in the week, but. Um, but God yeah, must have had me do it because I had to fast for my test for the doctor, so I was fasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. for some reason, I, it wasn't on my calendar, but I fast anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're moving forward, and uh, this this month, the end of the end of the secular New Year's coming up, you know, and and Monday starts. Um, uh, what is that? Kwanzaa starts on Monday and goes to the. That's not, you know, that's that was created. I guess started in 1975. It's a new thing. It's you know, from us being in the diaspora and uh, losing our identity, we're trying to find ways to to connect, right, with our ancestry. So, and for those who are into this uh, other thing, that this other holiday that's on the 25th with this for Tamuz and her son who came in or was born on an egg and how he was killed. And then, you know, he was resurrected through a tree. And so they build, they get this tree and cut it down because it represents the, 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 uh, I guess reincarnation or the resurrection of, of Tammuz, you know, and there's a month called Tammuz. So that's this season and we're in, and uh, it's a good thing to know the history behind why the pagans, why the, why the Gentiles do what they do. You know, of course the Europeans come up with Santa Claus and it's this, this guy that goes and gives toys to everybody. That's, that ain't got nothing to do with Africa. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with Africa. A man with a, a white man with a beard. It's got nothing to do with us. Why are we doing that? And then, you know. Well, they it says something right. about uh, 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 the Romans on the twenty December twenty fifth. Some some kind of holiday they had prior before Christmas has started. So it's just a mockery. Everything is the is the mock. Are y'all yeah. sure? The winter winter solstice and all that kind of stuff. Right, winter solstice, all the right. Yeah. So yeah, and and when you check the scripture, you can't find a place where it says anybody was born there of any significance, you know. So that means it's made up, and 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 the, and one of the warnings to the children of Israel is we're not supposed to follow the customs of the nations. My goodness, and they pound, they come bombard us with it on a continual basis, and we fall for it. That's a, that's a bad thing about it. We go for it, and, you know. So. I don't want to get too much into that because, you know, it's it's happening and I don't want, you know, people have strong feelings about that. But I wonder why you'll do your children until they get to a certain age, then you tell them there's no such thing as Santa Claus. Oh, you know, you mean you've been having me doing this lie all this time and then you'll come tell me it ain't true? They lie the anyway. to us about everything. Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, yeah. Yeah. Santa Claus. Uh, 
<laughs> the best one for me. Children. Yeah. One of the good ones to me is the Christmas ham. <laughs> a Christmas ham. It's supposed to be on Messiah's birthday. And, it, and Messiah's supposed to be Jew. And you're going to do a Christmas ham. I mean, that's crazy. Why would you give a Jew ham? You know, the Greeks did it. And then for New Year's, they brought us up that you get the uh, the black eyed peas and pork, or you do the pork and the uh, sauerkraut. So they, it's just yeah. everything is backwards. They get the pork is the problem. Yeah, pork is the problem mm -hmm. because pork is what destroys the body, and that's against the commandment. That's the problem. The sauerkraut, I might be able to go. The beans, I'm definitely going with that. But the pork, it's out. That's out. You know, so we just have to learn, right? We're and that's what we're here for. We're here to learn. We're not here to condemn, but we're here to enlighten, right? Use the word for edification, exhortation, and comfort to reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering. You know, that's what we're doing here, right? But we want to. Most of the time, we want to to edify you um, uh, as to what is the truth and how to read. The parashah, the, the weekly parashah, and the haftor portion, or whatever we're going to do, so you can get some benefit from it. And we try to keep it um, relevant to the time that we're living in, which is our responsibility as Israelite and Jews. It's our responsibility to be a light to the nations. Okay, and so uh, and and that's why we, again, at this season, we have to make mention of the pagan holiday and things of that nature. And to then encourage, Rabbi. All, yes. Yeah. The um. The the there. There's two different names for it. So there's Saturnalia. That's the Roman one. And then there's Yuletide. That's the Germ Germanic yeah. winter solstice. So they were actually winter solstice in several. And I believe the Tammuz one was the one that you mentioned. That would be like in the Egyptian too. Yeah. Yeah, and the Greek also, of course, you know, they usually, the Romans and the Greek adopted the same thing, so they may yeah. have a different that, meaning. That but Diana on the egg, that's the Greek stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. so these these are the names of the holidays, the winter solstice, and that's the one that's celebrated on the 20th. Yeah. And, 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 and then when people try to rebuke it, they say, I, well, Yahshua was conceived then. What him being conceived in December have anything to do with him being born in December? They just feed you anything. Yeah. Yeah, trying it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're not falling for it. Right. And, and, and now let me get into the Book of the Dead and just lay the whole thing out, the whole Trinity and all that stuff. I can lay all yeah. that stuff out from the Book of the Dead, you know, yeah. and that's Egypt. Uh huh. So we have to, again, we're here to enlighten people and, and, and spark in, if I can spark your interest, right, in the team, that make you go back and check it out for yourself, then, you know, that that's half the battle right there, just to get you. If I can make you angry, angry enough to say I'm gonna disprove him, then that's good too. I like that. Go ahead and disprove me, right? So I want you to do this today. If you're listening, disprove me on what we're gonna teach today, right? Disprove on this, and because uh, as we say, as we say, we're Torah strong. <laughs> we're Torah strong, <laughs> and uh, we just uh, enjoy the study. And you know, if two or three should gather together in, in the name of Mashiach. Meaning, when you get together, you need to be talking about Torah. You, you know, somewhere in the conversation, it's got to lead back to the Torah. It's a shame for two men or two women, two people to come together, especially being Israelites or Jews, and not at least hit Torah once. You know, you got to hit it, you know. 
It's, it's who we are. It's, it's, it's what makes us who we are. It's not what we look like. It's not our wealth. It's not our poverty. You know, it's, it's how we live in accordance to the Torah, which is our contract agreement or covenant. So in the book of Ezekiel, here we go. Let's move out into this thing. In the book of Ezekiel, which again is not the parashah, but it is what? The Haftorah portion. It is the, the part where we get into the prophets. Okay. So the, the, the Bible, as you all people, as people call it, the Old Testament is called the Tanakh. And when you look at the Tanakh, it's the what? The Torah, right? The writings and the prophets. Okay. Or the Torah, the prophets, and the writings. Because the Nevi'im is prophets, okay? Ketuvim, the writings. So that's the Tanakh. And that, if you study the Tanakh, right? The Torah, the prophets, and the writings, you can teach the entire uh, Besorah. All right, you can teach the entire besorah and not miss a beat, and you can lay the foundation for what are you tell besorah. What is it? The letters, the Brihadishah, or the renewed covenant, not new covenant, because you say new, that means the other one is, is not effect, and that's something that the the enemy, the adversary, came up with. If it's new, that means the other is old. It's no good, and they call it. That's why they call it the old. Covenant, the Old Testament, because that means it's no more relevant. And see, that's uh, a, another way of getting away from following the foundation of why we are called Israelites and Jews. Um, you know, so we're not going to allow people to, to tell us things that are not true. Even though they may truthfully state things, doesn't mean that it's the truth. You know, because in the garden, you should not die, right? You see, so you should not die, but you should be like God, twisting the truth of the word to make it fit, right? Or what you want, you know? So we look at this Torah and we read it. I'm not going to start in the beginning. Well, I'm not going to start where the half Torah portion begins, which is the 15th verse of the 37th chapter in the book of Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel. And look at the name, Ezekiel. So you can see the L in it, the power in it. The, they, they, it's, it's all, it's Aleph Lamet, which is power. And uh, Masoretics call it L, but it's actually Al. Al. Okay, so it says <clears throat> 37 and 1. Now, all of you Israelites, all of you who have just come into Israelite, not the ones that have been in for two or three years and, and more, but those that are new, that are just getting the enlightenment, this is for you. Okay. This is for you. It says, the hand of the Lord came upon me. He took me out by the spirit of the Lord and he set me down in the valley. Okay. It says, it was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many of them spread over the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, O mortal, can these bones live again? Now, you remember, now you have to understand that this is a what? It's a vision 
right? We call it the Merkava, okay? For the advanced people, we call it, you know, in, in the Merkava or the chariot, okay? It's this prophecy. And this is what we study. When we, we, this is what we're, we strive for when you're asking for the gift of the Holy Spirit. You're striving, and you should be, you should be taught that you're striving to, to understand prophecy. Let, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in and guide you in understanding prophecy. And so the Most High knew it was important for us to, to, to read the prophets and to get an understanding of what the prophets are saying. So when you're looking at the prophets and you're reading these prophecies, look for the answer to be within the prophecy. Okay, It's going to be there. So it's more. So this is he's talking to him. He's showing him something in the spiritual realm, and 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 he's now for many of us, okay, who have studied are studying prophecy, and and by the way, we we did a course, uh, and the course is not always a continual course. When you start learning prophecy, we we have to learn how prophecy is intertwined into the Torah all the way through. So there's this esoteric, as we call it, or the spiritual aspects of Torah is revealed complete all the way through. Okay. I just bought a book called The uh, Prophet Warrior. I haven't started mm -hmm. reading it yet, but prophetic. I, I mm -hmm. ordered uh, Prophetic Warrior. So I'm going to be um, reading that book. Yeah. So, about so, yeah. So it's important for us to get this understanding because, again, the things that we do now uh, 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 hinge upon what the prophets have said. In accordance to what is in the Torah, okay, it tells us, right? Again, we have to understand that these are like case studies to show us, to give us an understanding of of what the Torah, the, the commandments are about, and how to rise above um, the world's circumstances. And we have to understand again that when the world was created, that there were certain um, laws and, and, and principles that were laid in, in, uh, in the foundation. And so when the laws of right and wrong, light and darkness, hot and cold, there is a balance in all of them. There's a balance in everything. So when we're talking righteousness, there's unrighteousness. In the world, what happens is when unrighteousness, things start to move toward unrighteousness, see, then the, you start to see a lot of evil things happening in the world because unrighteousness is, 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 is ruling because we've gotten off course. The balance, we're out of balance. The, the Chinese or the, and the Chinese like to call it the yin and the yang. You see, you start getting out of balance. So on the other side, we go, we try to move it back toward the middle for this balance. Then we go to the right side. We have righteousness is prevailing. But what happens is because of the righteousness, a lot of the religious people get involved and they start to, to oppress people because of religion. So they've gone too far. There has to be a balance. Unrighteousness and too much, too much salt, right? Does what? See? Too much. So we have to have balance. And the, and the world is created so that we have balance. All right? And so this is what the, the prophets try to, uh, uh, again, the prophecies and all these writings are to help us to stay in balance. So he's talking about dry bones. Dry bones, and, and, and when you look at dry bones represents what? It's not life. Dry bones don't represent life. 
what happened in, in the parashah with the dreams. You see, death is always like famished. They, they, you know, it's it's a different, it's, it doesn't, it's not a beautiful thing, right? It's not what you want. You want you to strive for. So he's showing him something. He's showing him something. The prophet is showing, Ezekiel is showing. He says, uh, the prophet, the angel is telling, showing Ezekiel something. He says, he said to me, O mortal, can these bones live again? Now, for you all, again, you all that, are, that have been studying the prophets and studying how to attain prophecy, you understand the different levels of heaven. And we know that when the angel is talking to him and he's showing him these things, you know, uh, he's in a different level of heaven. And he's actually speaking through and speaking to his neshima, not his nefesh, but his neshima, his higher man, or his, he could even talk to him in his ruach, man, but Neshima is more more likely the, the place. He says, he says, he says to me, O mortal, can these bones live again? You know, he says, I replied, O Lord God, only you know. He said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God to these bones. I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live again. Remember in the creation, it said that when Yah created man from the dust of the earth, he breathed in him and he became what? A living soul. Hmm. Hmm. So we seeing here, he says, I will cause breath to enter into in you and you shall live again. So when we miss the mark, or we move too far to the left and we get too far, or we move too far to the right and get out of kilter, you see, it gets to a point where we, we don't hear from the most high as we should. And when you're not hearing, you're a dead man. When you lose perspective of the most high, it's like you're a dead man. For us Israelites, who were thrust out of the land and we lost our heritage, our language, our culture. It's as if we were dead men. So the angel is talking to Ezekiel about the children of Israel. Okay. He says, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live again. You know, and that breath, the breath of life, the ruach, he says, I will lay sinews upon you and cover you with flesh and form you, uh, form skin over you. I'm going to build you to a new person. I'm going to resurrect you, he says, and I will put breath into you and you will live again and you shall know that I am the Lord. You know, if you're looking at us and how we're discussing things on the Shabbat, we're talking about the Torah. We're talking about returning to the Torah. Why are we doing that? It's because we have been revived and we're in the midst of revival. You see, the word it's about the children of Israel. It's a word about a people that were returned after leaving their first estate and being as if they were dead men. That the father says, I'm going to come and I'm going to bring you back up. I'm going to bring you up again. And I'm going to put life in you. You see. So while we were out there in this world and they're, and they're brainwashing us and, and tearing us down and, and, and indoctrinating us into the ways of the the, the Western world, or whatever world you found yourself in outside of Israel, you know, and we've all been touched by this. None of us, none of us have escaped 
being touched by the world system. We're in it. We're in the middle of it. And, and we walk around like dead men because we've lost. If you don't have Torah, if you're not living by the commandments, you're a dead man. You're a zombie, as they call it, you know. You are a, a golem, a golem. You have no soul. You're dead, you know. You have no spirit. You don't have the neshama. You may have a nephish, but you don't have the neshama. And in a, in a golem, <laughs> doesn't have that, really. You know, you're, you're just dead. And we were dead at one time. And when we were out killing each other, murdering each other, and, and bad-mouthing each other, that shows that, we're still a little bit off when we do things like that. When we destroy each other in word and in deed, we're acting like dead men. Dead men don't know how to act in accordance to the, com the commandment of the Yah, of Yah. He says, I, I, he says, prophecy, I, uh, I prophesied as I had been commanded. And while I was prophesying, suddenly there was a sound of rattling and the bones came together. When you start to hear the words and the words start cutting through you and touching you, you'll get light if your ear is open to hear. Okay. He says, I looked and there were sinews on them and flesh had grown on the skin and had formed over them, but there was no breath in them. Okay. He says, then he said to me, prophesy to the, to the breath, prophesy, O mortal, say to the breath, thus said the Lord God, come, come, O breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live again. And I prophesied as he commanded me, the breath entered them and they came to life and stood on their feet as a vast multitude. Remember what I said, and I often say, to be an Israelite or a Jew is a responsibility. We are, a prophet is a mouthpiece of Yah of Avinu Shabbat Shami, our Father in heaven. And it is the responsibility of the Israelite and the Jew to give the prophecy through the word of faith. In other words, tell them that, that you must return to the Torah. Show them the right and proper way to return, the proper way to operate in Mashiach, if I can put it that way. If you want to operate in Mashiach and, op and Mashiach operating you, then you must return to the Torah because there's no separation between the two. Okay, now let me go on. Let me move on for time's sake. It says, uh, it says they came to life as a, and stood on their feet as a vast multitude by the thousands, by the thousands, we are returning to the Torah. I want you to hear that. By the thousands, we are returning to Torah as people, as a people of Yah. By the thousands. This thing is taking a world, my goodness, and it's it, it exploding. And there's nothing that can that can stop it. The only thing that will stop it is if we stop giving the truth of Torah. Return to the Torah. Come back to the Torah. Come back to the ways of our Father. Come back to your first love. Put aside all these foolishness of Eurasia. This is what I'm saying. Eurasia. Eurasia, put away the foolishness of Eurasia, of the West. Eurasia, because Europe is a part of Asia. It's not the European continent. It's Eurasia. When I was in school, in elementary school, we learned about, we were learning geography. They, we called it Eurasia. 
But now they're saying the continent of Europe. I hear them say Europe, the continent of Europe. That's not true. It's Eurasia. They're trying to change, dumb us down. But we can look, you can look at the map. Just get a map, pull a map up and see what a continent looks like. You see? And see, you tell me if it's a, it's a continent or if it's a part of Asia. It's Eurasia. Mm -hmm. Eurasia. And he said unto me, Oh, more of these bones are, 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 are the whole house of Israel. What I tell you? Wait a minute. What, what did I tell you? I said, if you read the, 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 the Torah, if you read the prophecy, it's going to do what? Give you the answer. So if you said, Rabbi, you don't know what you're talking about. It's not talking about. Now you see, the Torah says it. He says, he said to me, oh, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. All right. We were thrust out of the land because we sinned against the Father. We broke the covenant. And you know the thing about that, you know, uh, during that time, they had the sedur. You know, they were using Ezra's sedur. We, we call it a sedur, but they, were, they had it. And they were using that, you know, they were doing the Amidon and, 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 and doing the, the Shema. And we still got kicked out of the land. So that tells me that you can do the Shema in the morning, Shema in the evening, and do the Amidah standing and still miss the mark. Why is that? Because you only do it because it's, a, it's, it's like they say, you're obligated. You're doing it out of obligation instead of out of love. Hear me. When you're doing the Amidah, when you're doing this, the prayer, don't do it out of obligation. Do not, if you're going to do it out of obligation, don't do it. But if you have a, a desire to see the will of the Father done for the children of Israel, then you do it. By all means, do it. You can't do it out of obligation. You have to do it because that's that's like doing circumcision of the flesh without circumcision of the heart. He says you got to circumcise your heart and the flesh. There's a spiritual aspect and there's a natural aspect to everything that we do. There's a spiritual aspect and there's a natural aspect. Now, I might wear, I might wear the, 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 um, the cephalin. All right. Um, that's a physical aspect. Or I wear the ZZ. That's the physical aspect. But your heart, it has to go beyond the physical into your heart. Don't do it out of obligation. Do it because you have a desire to see the, the justice and the righteousness of the Father done. All right. So he's talking to the children of Israel. He's not talking to the world, the nations, the Eurasians. He's not talking about the, the Greeks or the Romans. He's talking about the children of Israel. All right. He says, they, sh they say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are doomed. They say they said they were going to wipe us off from the face of earth, that we would not cease, would cease to be no more. The psalm says they all came against us to destroy us. All of them came against us. Why? They were trying to wipe us out. You know what they did in Moses' time? You know, when they when they had the children, you know, they had the midwives aborting the babies. They're doing that now in the United States. Near every college campus, you'll find a place for abortion. You see? Now, I do a, a, agree with that group that says we don't need to do abortion. I agree with that group on that because it's a way of trying to kill us. To stop it. And then they turn us into something else, you know, so that we won't be able to mate. Two men can't have babies and two women can't make babies, you know. So they're trying to destroy us. 
by any means necessary. By any means necessary. Now, watching what I'm saying about these things, you can see that the line is skewed to the left. Even so much that they're going into the continent of Africa and trying to get them to, to persuade them to follow that way. So it said, Prophet that therefore, and say to them, Thus said the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and lift you out of the graves, uh, oh, my, oh, oh my people, and, and bring you to the land of Israel. He says, Listen, the first grave is a spiritual grave when you walk around in darkness. First one is when you walk around, we walked around in darkness, saying that we were something that we were not, eating things that we should not eat, but he opened our eyes. That's the first resurrection for us. That's the bringing us back to life. Now we're saying, I don't, you hear brother saying, no, don't put no, no shrimp in the same, don't cook my stuff in the same pot that you put shrimp in. Don't put no pork in the, you gotta go in where we say, we gotta cashier our kitchens. What do you mean cashier your kitchens? The, the stuff that we were putting all that junk in, we have to go and clean them pots. If it's in a pot that, that, that has pores in it, we throw that out. But if it's a good metal pour, you can get all this. If you can get that pork, you go and you cash your kitchen. Get the, the shrimp and the catfish and the pork. Get it out of your kitchen and get it out of them pots and them pans and clean that stuff up. And once you get it done, you see, you don't do it anymore. But, you you know, we have to be careful. That's what we, we're doing. We're cleaning ourselves up, right? That's how we're waking up. We're cleaning up our vessels. We know, we says, no, you're not that your body, the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're beginning to understand that's why we cashier everything. That's why we're kosher people. We're set aside, kosher, set it aside. We're set aside. We eat the best because we are, what do you call? We are a royal priesthood, royal priesthood. Not just a priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. It's because we obey the Torah. We are Torah strong. Okay, it says, uh, oh, my people, that I am the, uh, say, oh, my people, whatever it said, let me go back again. It says, verse 13, you shall know, you shall know, and this is why we teach the way we do, you shall know, so that you will know, oh, Israel, oh, Yehudim, you will know, oh, my people, because we are his people, Amen. Amen. you are my people, he says, that I am the Lord uh, when I open your graves and lift you out of your grave. Now, you know, there's a, a, a tr another resurrection, but I'm talking about the resurrection that we're happening, experiencing today. Okay. There's another resurrection, but I'm talking about the resurrection today. All right. The resurrection of today of the Israelites coming to understand who they are all over the world amongst every nation and kindred and tongue. So we look like everybody. By the way, we look like every nation. We are scattered in every nation and we look like every nation, but we are unique people. We are Israel. And the Ruach HaKodesh tugs at our hearts when we hear Torah being, being taught and preached, if you want to call it preached or taught. When we hear Torah, there was a tugging inside of us. There's a, a special anointing in each and every one. It's called Mashiach. It's a, it's a special Mashiach operating in because the Mashiach is calling to his people. Mashiach is alive and well in the heavens, in the spiritual realm. And he speaks to us, those that are his, that belong to, in other words, those that belong to the Father. He says, I have my son 
and they have to recognize my son, okay? And when we recognize the son, he speaks to us. Even when you're not paying attention a lot of times, he'll speak to you because there's something in you, okay? He says, I will put my breath into you and you shall live again and I will set you upon your own soil. Eventually we'll be at home. We're not there yet because the time has not come yet for us to be in the land. We'll know when the prophet comes and, and sets things in order. Then Mashiach shall come. The one that has been calling and tugging at your heart in the spiritual realm. Then he will come and it'll be, I'm gonna go, let me, let me let the scripture do it for you. It says, then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and have acted, declares the Lord. He says, the word of the Lord came to me. He's still getting these words. He says, it says, hey, oh, you owe more to take a, a stick and write on it. Check this out. It says, of Judah and the Israelites, Assorted with him, he said, and take another stick and write on it of Yosef, the stick of Ephraim, and all the house of Israel associated with him. He says, bring them close to each other so that they become one stick joined together in your hand. You know, haven't we been talking about let's stop the foolishness? Let's stop fighting amongst ourselves because I'm a Jew and I'm an Israelite, you know, I'm a Yemenite. Then haven't we been saying that stop the foolishness and begin to, uh, to realize that we are one people? From every nation, every kindred, and every town, we are a mixed multitude. He's telling, he said, look, I'm going to take, he says, look, right now you're divided. And I'm going to take that and I'm going to make you one people, one people. He says, and when and when any of your people ask, well, won't you tell us what these actions of yours mean? Answer them. Thus said the Lord, I am going to take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and of the tribes of Israel are sorted with him, and I will place the stick of Judah upon it and make them into one stick, one people. He said, they shall be joined in my hand, will be in his hand, one people. One people in his hand. Some will call themselves Jews, some will call them Israelites, some will call them I'm of Ephraim and some of them of Joseph, but we'll be one people. At, at that time, all that goes where he says, you shall hold up before your eyes the sticks which you have inscribed and you shall declare to them thus said the lord god i am going to take the israelite people <laughs> he is right israelites he says i am going to take the israelite people from among the nations they have gone to if you don't know who you are you need to find out if you're an israelite or not because the scriptures talk to the israelites I know I'm an Israelite. Okay. It says, uh, and gather them from every quarter and bring them to their own land. He says, I will make them a single nation in the land and the hills of Israel, and one king sh shall be of them. We're going to have a king, not a president. We're going to have a king. He says, all, I said, uh, he said, one king of them all. Never again shall they be two nations. Never again shall they be divided into two kingdoms. So we're not going to be called Jews. We're going to call Israel. Because here it says, he's going to take it for everybody and he's going to call us Israel. One people. Israel, one people. He says, nor shall they ever, still the world came up with that, you know, you know, in the book of Esther, and they started calling Jews. But the scripture has always said Israel. 
and Judah, but he said, when I make you one people, I'm going to call you Israel. And you're going into the land. This is not Rob Absalom saying this. I'm reading it from you, straight out of the book. Okay? Nor shall they ever again defile themselves by their, their fetishes and their abort things by, um, and by their other transgressions. See, that's, you know, we were doing things uh, in the first century out of obligation. And we're still doing them today, many times by obligation, but we have to do it according to how our heart is turned toward obeying the commandment because we desire to obey the commandments. Okay. And so we think we're doing the right thing because we're doing it out of obligation and we're missing the mark and we get thrust out like our forefathers did. We have to do it with the right intention, with the circumcision of the heart as well as the flesh. You can't do one and not the other. You got to both. Okay. He says, I will save them in all their settlements where they where they sinned. So where we are now, in the lands where we are now, he's still going to save us. He's still going to save us. He said, I'm going to save you. He says, and I will cleanse them. But he's not going to leave you like, like, like we are. He's not going to leave you like we are. He's going to clean us. Because we think we're clean now. We think we are. And we're striving to be. But he's going he's gonna to fix the end result. Is the end deal. He's going to do it. He says, and says, and, um, and I will cleanse them. Then they shall be my people. And I will be their God. He says, my servant David shall be king over them. There shall be one shepherd for all of them. They shall follow my rules and faithfully obey my laws. Okay, so y'all that think that you don't have to keep the Sabbath, you don't have to keep the feast, you all that don't think you have to be cash with, do the cash with laws, you're in for a big surprise. It is required. Obey the commandments, keep the Sabbath, keep the feasts, especially the Sabbath above all others. And to clean our vessels by cashering ourselves, being kosher, not eating strange foods and things of the nations. We have to do that. We, we have to do that. That's That's a part of what it is in this awakening that we're doing, you know. If you're going to be a set-aside people and then go out and eat all the junk, you're defeating the whole purpose. It's like a person going on a, on a diet trying to lose 50 pounds, and then every day you see them they're eating cake and ice cream. What, what kind of foolishness is that? You're defeating the whole purpose. So when a person is cleaning themselves up, coming out of the world system, and we're teaching you the cash with laws and how to live a holy life. Why you keep going back over there and sneaking out and getting you those burgers and, and, and you know, pork burgers? You know, when you get a hamburger, by the way, this is how they get you. You go over there to, to, to Burger King and you think you're getting flame broil hamburger and you get that hamburger and you don't pay attention. You take a bite out of it. And guess what you get a bite of a big old slice of greasy ham with the fat on it. Ham. They call it bacon. Every burger you get, you got you to tell them, don't put the bacon on there. You know, so stop eating in that place. Because they defy, their, their whole purpose is, is to destroy you one way or the other by any means necessary. And we have to be wise to that. We have to be wise that we are a royal priesthood. See, you know, we are a royal priesthood. We are, we, are, we eat kosher. We, we are set aside kosher. We're kosher. We're set aside people. And he's sure he's coming back for us, and we're gonna be one people. We call Israel. We'll be in the land. David's gonna be there. 
People say, well, well you know, so then, no, he says in the scripture, says, David shall be your king. David's going to be your king. Okay, he's going to be your king. Be one king, one king, not two. And then it says this, it says, he says, they shall obey my laws. They go, obey, obey my laws. Again, what do we always say? If you don't know the hundred, you don't have, you don't have to worry about the 613, do the 10. If you can do the 10, you hit, you hit it. But you know, we try to skate the laws. So we skate, skate the commandments. So we have to, you know, break it down. That's how we wind up at 613. Cause we got to break it down, try to get around, skate, skirt around the law, the, 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 the commandments. He says, he says, thus they shall remain in the land, which I gave to my, my servant, David, and, in which your fathers dwelt, they and their children and the children's children shall dwell there forever. And my servant David, as their prince, uh, for 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 all time. You know, when you read Zechariah in uh, the third chapter, and, and so you can be, you know, you know Solomon had a son. You know, they call David. They call Solomon David. He said that David and Solomon looked just like. Solomon looked just like David. And then Solomon had a son, right? And they said, the son of Solomon looked just like Solomon. Solomon said, no, he looks like David. You see? Now, what I'm saying is, when Mashiach comes, he's going to look just like David. Now, he may not have the same name, David, but they're going to call him David. Check this out. His name is going to be Salvation, Yah Salvation. But we're going to call him David. Because he's going to look like David. You see? You got to study to find that out. Those are the little nuggets you get. Okay? He said, I will make a covenant of friendship with them. And I will be an, it will be an everlasting covenant with them. By the way, every covenant is everlasting. right? But he's showing you something else. He says, I will establish them and multiply them. And I will place my sanctuary amongst them forever. He says, I'm a, you know what it says? In that day he shall be one. And my name shall be one. And he shall be one. He's not saying he's going to be a man. Because many of you think he's going to be a man. Just like in the wilderness, when they would see the Shekinah, the glory of, of him you know, over the temple, he's going to be there. He's going to be here. His representative, David, is going to be on the earth, full of the power of the Holy Spirit, with the anointing, flowing as priest and king, priest, prophet, and king, all in one time. They call him the prophet. They call him the, the prince. They call him the prince. And when you read Zechariah, third chapter, they call him the prince. You know? And then if you go to Ezra, and he talks about it in the second book, in the seventh chapter of that book, he gets down into it even more. You see? It says, I will place my sanctuary among them forever. My presence. Check that out. You see what it says? My presence shall rest over them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And when my sanctuary abides among them forever, the nation shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify it. I'm, I'm trying to show y'all the truth of, of, of who and how the Father is going to be. He says, our God is with He says, he shall be called Emmanuel. Our God is with us. This is what he means. His presence is going to be there. He is not going to be a man. He's not going to be a man. He's going to be God always. You know, his presence will be there. At the, at the, we call it the Shekinah, Shekinah, uh, Kavod, whatever, whatever means you, it's, his presence is there eternally. He's always wanted to be amongst us. By the way, even in the diaspora, okay, the Shekinah is with us. 
when we left Israel, the skin went, came with us. He never left us. He's never forsaken us. But in that day, his name shall be one, and he won. Doesn't mean he's going to be a man actually walking on the earth. Doesn't mean that. We've been told that. Many people say that, but that's not, that's not, you got to read the scripture. I just read it to you. You just said it. I see your hand, uh, uh, Daniels. Yeah, Rabbi, I, as you um, said that, it brought up the um, discussion and question, I guess, that we had was it last week or week ago. Um, a family member asked me, and they were quoting, they were talking about the rapture. And then they were talking about, um, then they quoted the scripture, of course, where it says, behold, he comes in a cloud and every eye shall see him. So I just wanted your take on that in, in conjunction with that, in terms of what that means when it says, behold, he comes in a cloud and every eye shall see him, you know, <laughs> as from the spirit, spiritual versus the, the physical, which people are expecting that he's he's going to descend in a cloud. Some people say it happened already when when he was with Peter and was it John? And he, Peter James, yeah, yeah Peter James, 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 James and he, transfiguration. And, yeah, mm -hmm, the Mount of Transfiguration. But your take on that, what does that First mean? of all, first of all, mm -hmm. when you, where did that come from? Which, did it come out of the Tanakh or did it come out of the, the Sora? Right. It came out of the Sora. Right. So that nullifies it right there. Right. Okay. Because, because you've got to, the foundation has to come from the Tanakh or the Torah. Okay. So with the Torah, now, now when you understand, he's talking about, there is a, uh, remember in the book of Tobit, he said, you saw me, you saw the angel eating, but he really didn't eat it. What you saw was a what? A vision. A vision, okay. He's giving them a, a vision, okay, of, of what happens in the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. And so not understanding how the spiritual realm operates, they take it and make it a literal thing. Literal thing, right. Because that was the argument that the person was presenting was that um in that scripture it is saying that it will be physical everyone will see it yeah. and stuff and and I do remember even while walking in the Christian space the the pastor that we were on at the time he he literally said that he says that the Bible speaks in three different ways and he said literal physical and symbolic yeah. and I was like but the 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 tricky part is and the confusion comes in where like there are times where we are taught or sometimes we ourselves interpret symbolic or or spiritual things for literal things yeah and yeah. stuff and and that's and it's like how do you discern or decipher the difference between them you know yeah. i guess that's where the ruach comes in because that's what yeshua said to to his disciples when they were talmudim when they said how comes you keep speaking in parables and yeah. he was like to those who are to discern is basically what he was saying they will discern and to those who are you know to remain blinded they would remain blinded so that not everyone could have access to yeah. the things of the kingdom of Yah. So I guess that falls in that category. But I was like, I knew that it was, but I couldn't quite, when they said I put a pause on it and I just did it, I was like, let me not even touch it because I didn't quite know how to explain that when I was like, yes, it, it is very hard not to see that as literal, you know, yeah. the way that it's yeah. phrased. Yeah, and, and no, that's I why we have the foundation. Yeah, that's why we have the foundation in Torah because if it's not there, mm -hmm. right? Again, and, he, and and the prophets show us, and it shows us that we do see, the, and, and when you get into it, it shows you these are visions. Okay. That we're revealing to people so they will know. And, and and you know, they will be able to see when we're there in the land. They will okay. be able to see in the land, right? But the, they're coming out of the sky. is not uh, an actual thing. It is a vision. 
it is a vision and people don't explain it properly and right. correctly and they take it straight out of go that's the that's the danger in only studying the letters and not knowing what the torah says if you're just studying you know i can write a letter 100 years from now somebody look at that letter and then think it's a gospel right right you know? yeah yeah, that's and especially thing. when you got distortions coming in there, uh huh, trying to change it, and make it giving you an image of a man uh -huh. that you'll worship a man. Uh huh. And all of those, those are things that have been placed up on us around our neck and cause us to walk in darkness. Um, and uh, you know, but we we're thankful for the mercy of our Father, who understands the place where we are. Right. And he sends the message and he shows us, he sends us back to the very foundation, the beginning. And he gives us plenty, or I should say ample opportunity to correct our course. But in order to come out of it, you have to go back to the Torah. Mm -hmm. Immerse yourself in the Torah, what it says, and live those things. And then, again, attach yourself to what? teachers, right, uh -huh. that are following the Torah, that are, will give you the Torah. And there are many Torah teachers, out, and they're not necessarily rabbis either, right? There are many people that are in the Torah that can give you a good foundation in Torah, but you have to make sure they stay with the Torah and let it explain what it's saying. Let the Torah explain itself. Let the, let the prophets explain themselves. And they will explain themselves. They will tell you exactly what's going on. Remember, again, remember, we were, you know, we were, and, and as you said, we have a lot of time. We think about uh, what did what did uh, Abraham see? He said he saw the angels and, he, and they sat down and ate with him. And then we find out later on, if you study in Tobit, he explains that you, you saw me eating and I ate with you, but it was a vision. So the scripture tells you, it explains to you those Things like that, you know, those those uh, questionable places, it, it explains to you what is actually happening. We are seeing, and we say, well, how did they see these things? Because they're in vision. They were, remember, their character, in their character, they were men that really worshiped the creator, our father. They really worshiped, and they, with all of their being, they strove to follow and obey what he said. And they operated in uh, justice and mercy, you know, they were hospitable and they did everything with the integrity of Torah, you know, or integrity of the word that they've been taught, right? And they did that. So they were able to, again, see the vision or the, the visions were given to them and they and then they were, the visions were explained to them just as we're explaining now that um, when you see angels eating, you hear of angels eating, those are visions, when you see them talk about, uh, they see them coming out of the sky, those are visions. That's what we call the Merkava, right? We call them the Merkava or chasing the Merkava and they uh, running and returning, running and returning. Those who have studied know that, you know, we go, we have to run and return. In other words, we ascend into the spiritual, we come back to the natural realm. We are ascending. And, and all these things are spiritual terms, the spiritual concepts that you need to understand when you when you start, when people, in the, when you get into the Breed How to Show or the Renewed Covenant or the New Covenant, whatever you call it, you get into the spiritual things, you need to understand 
See, when you're in the, in the New Testament, it's a, it's a spiritual book. But if you don't understand the spiritual uh, concept that are given to you from the Tanakh and from the Torah, from the prophets, then you can get lost up in those things. You know, want to get caught up in the sky. <laughs> you, get, you get caught up in the sky every night when you go to sleep. You just don't know it. <laughs> Neshama. Hello, hi, Neshama. But um, yeah, I think I could understand it though from from the other stand, the the confusion that can come in because it would it would and could have been explained in that physical manner because having those of us who have experienced the the spiritual aspect where we've dealt with angels and and other beings and stuff like that. We do know that it can seem so real, like it's like, especially if you get in one of those day trances where it's like you're praying and all of a sudden you you're not you're not here, you're yeah, there. Yeah, it can yeah, seem yeah, that it happened with your, you're feeling things yeah. or experiencing things in the physical body whilst yeah. you're being caught up or ascending. So I that can can happen. So it can be a little bit of. I guess both in that way, where it's like, yeah, your physical man will feel something and sense something, mm -hmm. but it's happening to your spirit man. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. get it. And not <laughs> only that, and not only that, the, the uh -huh. wonderful thing about it is, is when you're in tuned, right? Uh -huh. and, and you're studying the same things, you actually feel what each other feel and you okay. think what each other thinks. Mm -hmm. You know that? In, in the whole... Right community is like that and you and you know that we have a lesson on that when you talk about elijah and they talk about how when he was uh, elijah when he was going to get taken up the other mm -hmm. prophets knew when he was going to be taken up how did they know yeah because they were in tune and they were attached to each other in the spiritual realm so they knew it's like tarrying services for those of us who can relate to that where it's mm -hmm. like we would tarry all night, they call it all night prayer, and you would tarry until the mm -hmm. spirit um shows up and stuff. And all the people who who have the ruach and or the anointing and stuff would all be feeling that same spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. You know, that had like you say, we would be just like those two men who said, What didn't we feel our hearts or whatever when we when he walked with us by the wayside? Didn't our mm -hmm. hearts feel it or our hearts wept or whatever? You would feel something, you know, mm -hmm. and it would be all the same kind of thing that you felt all at once at the same time. And mm -hmm. that has always been the most intriguing thing to me about spiritual things where it's like, um, how does this one being like go across all of us and make us sense him at the same time? The thing that we cannot understand, although still experiencing it, mm -hmm. you know, is, is very interesting. But on this other note, there was this other thought that came to my mind this morning while I guess re-listening to and reading some things about the whole Ethiopian Bible and mm. stuff. And, and so like, it's just this random thing that came to me where it's like, what was the need for the Council of the Nicene, the King James translated version to, for him to go looking for all these scrolls and all this stuff they said he did, finding the Hebrew text when they had the Ethiopian text um, right there, only to come out with the same exact structure, aside from the fact that they removed quite a few books where they had like 81 to 88 books, and we now have 66 left. Yeah. You know, yeah. out of that. And, and you study those books, and you find out there's so much, so much in there that, that really will, uh, I mean, it'll just bring you out, give you so much information. Uh, right. Things that, we said, well, how did they do it? Well, it's explained many times. It is explained in mm -hmm. uh, the Ethiopian Bible, you know, and uh, you know that's where you find in the in the Kevin uh, uh, of the Gosh, it talks about you know David and 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 how they all look the same. 
It even talks about Gaza. Do you know that? Oh. Talks about Gaza. Gaza belongs to the Ethiopians. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Gaza Strip. That's why he called it a strip. Yeah, he gave it to them. He gave uh -huh. it. Solomon gave it to them. Uh -huh. He wanted the Queen of Sheba to, to be there and his son to be there. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's why there's so much fighting over there. It doesn't belong to them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't belong to none of them. You know? Yeah. Belongs to Ethiopia. Yeah, it just made me wonder if it was like a farce in the first place. We need to translate this Bible, et cetera, et cetera, because it's like you didn't even come up with something brand new. <laughs> the the right, order and yeah. everything remained the same, pretty much. All you did was basically eliminate some of the books, you yeah. know, and then, of course, presented in English form where those who read English can now read it. But I'm like, you could have just saved yourself the time and gotten the Ethiopian one, learned yeah. and and translated that. <laughs> <laughs> I get, yeah, they couldn't. He couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did all of that only to come full circle to the same structure. Was what I was saying. So I was just, yeah. Like, mm. yeah. So it just looked a little funny to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially since books ended up missing after they were done. <laughs> yeah, they had to. Yeah, had some things that were talked about who we are and the son, the son is, and gives the name. I mean, you know, so much of how we can actually operate, uh, you know, so yeah, yeah. Spiritually, know yes, yes, one yeah. of the ladies I was listening to, she was talking about that aspect. Uh-huh, you were gonna say something then? Okay. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna turn it over to y'all now. Give me just a second, I'll be back. Excuse me, just a moment. Okay. I guess I'm just gonna say what I was thinking, while the structure may have remained the same, you get to go in and eliminate names and substitute names. And so maybe that's the agenda. Okay. That you, um, you replace certain names and then you make things look like when we think about your Oshua uh -huh. and your how shy and how just randomly swap swapping and switching names uh -huh. that you, you certainly convey a different story yeah. that people could, could latch on to. Yeah, because I believe even with Yeshua, they said that um, like there and, and Gaz would probably be a little closer to Amaric, which um, from what I understand, Amaric would have been more like um, what we now call modern day Hebrew because the paleo Hebrew would have been different. That's why people argue so much and say he didn't speak Hebrew. He spoke Aramaic is what they call it, but it really was Aramaic. You know, he spoke Aramaic. And so they as if to separate him and make him seem even less um, Hebrew and Israelite than he was. But um, from what when I was looking at the comparisons of the how the process of from paleo to um, middle century to to um, modern day, it really was like basically an Aramix type of speech was would have been what we now hear as like modern Hebrew. So that's that. But yeah, the names thing definitely because Rabbi showed us the last time he showed us the the um, Ethiopian Bible Yeshua's name and it was like Yeshu. Or something like that, or Yesu, Yesu, or something, and it was closer to what would have been what mm -hmm. we, you know, mm -hmm. know as now the abbreviated English. So. Rabbi, we were just saying maybe there was the agenda for yeah. creating the King James version was more so in terms of the names where you now substitute names and timing sounding ones, yeah. take yeah. away the power of that name. So, mm -hmm. but. So it yeah, could have been intentional. Well, yeah, it was intentional. It was because yeah. if you take, it, it, yeah, they could have made in the Greek they could have you Yahushai, uh -huh. 
They could have done that. They could have. They could have got. But they chose a whole, totally different name that has a totally different uh, meaning. Mm -hmm. And and uh, so that was a a deception because mm -hmm. in the scripture tells you, you say you got to know it right. And it gives the good thing about it is you can go back to Ezra, and you can go to Zechariah, and and it gives the name, the proper name, right? Uh, so. And a lot of people, I know a lot of people that are on the Christian, uh, uh, whatever you call it thing, it's a Christian denomination. Evangelical? Uh, evangelical, yeah, evangelical. Think that we, uh, me coming out of Orthodox, don't believe in Mashiach. Mm -hmm. We don't care who you believe Mashiach is, as long as you don't call him God. Mm -hmm. When you start saying that he is God, and we can read in the scripture, it says that the, the presence will be there, right? Uh -huh. And even if you just read the Brit HaDashah, the Renewed Covenant, he says that my father, you know, so when you start taking a man, and which is what they do, they're thing was to take us off the off the creator because they know that that is he says you should have no other god beside me or before me mm -hmm. and then you take a man and put the man there and say this is god you see now you got a whole group of people that are being blinded because they're following that teaching now the mercy and the grace comes in because you didn't know any better so when you don't know any better mm -hmm. there's mercy and grace but when he sends the light, his prophet, his people, and they come and they begin to show you the truth, and you reject that truth, that's when the other prophets come to them, and my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And because you reject knowledge, I reject you. That's when that prophecy comes into play. So when we give you the truth, and we show it to you, now I don't just say it out of my mouth, but, but we don't just say it out of my mouth, but we show you in the scripture what it says. Now, now, that doesn't just belong to the evangelists. It belongs also to the Jews who reject the name. You hear what I'm saying? When we show it to the Jews, we go to Zechariah, and we go to Ezra, and we show you, it says his name. He says, my son, Yahushua. Uh -huh. And he says that. And you reject that. Now, the same Punishment comes on you because you're saying, I give you the knowledge and you reject that knowledge. So now you're rejected. He doesn't reject you. It's the fact that you've chosen the other way. So that's why it's important for us to read it out of the scripture. And remember, Mashiach has power, power of the Godhead, but he is not God. He is a power. But he is not the creator of all things. He is what the instrument or the son of, mm -hmm. right? The son, the Mashiach over the other Mashiach. Now I forget how to say Mashiachim, Mashiachim, the other the children of Israel, the other children that are, are, are anointed ones. The anointed one is over the anointed mm -hmm. people, right? But he is not God. He shares the same thing that we do, the presence of the Father. And so we have to teach the truth of that. So I don't care who you believe Mashiach is. When you start calling that Mashiach God, then we're going to have a problem. No, I'm not going to, you know, no, I take that back. I don't have a problem. You're going to have a problem. Because mm -hmm. once the truth is given to you and you reject the truth, 
it's on you. It's like, uh, you know, like I said, and, and, and when we're giving our, our professional, our faith, we're, we're confessing our sins, right? When we confess our sin, we commit a sin, a sin. In other words, you didn't intentionally do it. You don't intentionally do it, right? Mm -hmm. You get a pardon. But if you intentionally do it, then, then you know, you got to pay a price for that. That's, if it's a physical, if it's an organic sin that you're doing, in your body, it's going to come up. If it's a spiritual sin in your spiritual life, your spiritual, it's going to happen. If it's a mental thing, it's going to happen mentally. All right. And you're going to, again, the punishment, right, fits the crime. That's justice. The punishment fits the crime. So if it's a spiritual, a spiritual thing you're doing, expect spiritual things to come against you. If it's a physical thing, expect it. If it's a soulish thing, it's going to happen. Okay. In your mind, right. it's going to happen. Because again, the crime and the punishment, you know, have to be on cue, right? Punishment fits the crime. Murder is murder. Mm -hmm. right? Lying is lying, right? Okay. So that's how it works, right? That's how it works. And the principles, and, and this is not coming from Rob Opso, this is coming from the principles that lie down and lay down in the Torah, right? And you look at, you study Sanhedrin in the Talmud, and you study Sanhedrin in the Mishnah, it shows you, okay, the punishment must fit the crime. That's in the Mishnah, Sanhedrin. Go into the Mishnah, Sanhedrin, for you, those of you that are studying advanced Torah, getting into, you know, getting it, wanting to understand how our kingdom works, you get into the Mishnah, Mishnah Torah, and we, you know, and you learn how our judicial system works. Okay. Ours is just. Ours is just. Mm -hmm. That's for the Israelites and the Jews, that is. Okay. For the Israelite and the Jew, ours is just. I don't know about the others, but ours is. Thank you, Rabbi, for the food, the word of God. I thought you were going to start singing, sister. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. I know. <laughs> I, I was waiting. Okay. And so if uh, we can have the Daniel, Minister Daniels, do our closing prayer, please. I was whisper singing over there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to interrupt you, so. I guess he muted before. He's like, I don't know if she's going to crack or something. <laughs> no, I'm very tired. I I, I got home um two thirty this more yesterday morning, so I'm still mm -hmm. catching up on my sleep over here. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Ready? Yes. What a bear wa el moshe le mo, lave el haron we el bane le mo. Kof de baraku f bene Israel amo lachem. Iva re kayahua. Why is more
said unto Moshe, speak unto Aharon and his sons, and say, this is how you are to bless the children of Israel, by saying unto them, May Yahweh bless you and may he keep you. May Yahweh cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious towards you. And may Yahweh lift up his countenance towards you and may he give you peace. They shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Father, we thank you. We want to praise you for giving us peace, giving us the assurance in you. As Rabbi has already said, you give us multiple opportunities to self-correct, that we could come on back, learn truth, live truth, and be directed by your holy word, Father. And so may your people hear and once again listen to the instructions that have been provided. You are calling for your people to come back as one. No longer will they be separated, hallelujah. No physical barriers between them, hallelujah, but one people, one nation, all looking towards that hill from whence come after help, and that hill is you, Father. And so may we look on, and may we call upon your name, Father, in these days, as we return to the house of Israel, knowing that you are our God, and that you are one God, and you care about your people tremendously. And so may we listen and obey and come on back home, Father. Bless each and every one that hears this word, that their heart will be moved, that their lives will begin to reflect and show the changes that they have accepted, Father. And may you have a physical and a natural, Father, experience for them that people could see and say, I see it, and I would like some of that as well, and that they could point towards you, Father. So may we not be ashamed to speak and share that which you have shared with us and that which you have brought us to, for it is truth. And it is certainly liberating your people all over the world. And so we thank you and we praise your holy name, Father. We give you all praise and honor for you are worthy of it all. In your holy name we pray, yeah. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you, Minister Daniels and Minister Daniels for the beautiful prayers. We thank you, Rabbi Afshalom Binyakol, for feeding us the food, the word of God, the truth. We ask that you share our episodes. We're here every Saturday. We thank you for tuning in. We love you. Um, we know that things, people are traveling right now. And I know you, you want to be with your families, but we ask that you be safe. Um, and you keep going with your families. You have an option of what you put in your mouth. And so there's be a lot of things on the table for you to eat. So, I mean, the choice is yours on, on um, what you want to do. And it's just for us to, to give you the food. And, it's, and I mean, for you to take it in. Or you can reject it, but at, at some point, God said, every knee is going to bow, every rock's going to going to turn. And so we love you, and we will see you next Saturday. Shalom. 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 And Shavuato.